Welcome to another episode of the Speed Change Repeat podcast, today with Marcus Zontheimer. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm very well, and I'm actually quite glad that we can do this podcast together today because uh, you actually have a very interesting role at uh, DB Schenker, Deutsche Bahn Schenker. Um, and uh, we always start the same way. So uh, the first thing that I actually would like you to do is kind of, uh, you know, give us an insight into, you know, where you are coming from in a professional sense. So what were the different stages in your professional life and, and um, how you basically ended up at uh, DB Schenker and what it is it that you are doing there today? Yeah, certainly I can do that. So um, I'm 52 years old. Um, I studied economics and technology, which is now already a long time ago. So 26 years I'm, I'm in business. Um, started as a trainee um, at Mercedes-Benz Finance and immediately landed in the IT department. So I'm really working since 26 years in IT management roles. Um, uh, worked really for 17 years as an IT manager um, at the Daimler brand, specifically Mercedes-Benz sales worldwide, all systems around selling B2C, uh, for the retailers, uh, the ordering, the wholesale layers, the spare parts, and all what has to do with financial services. So financing, leasing, cars, fleet management. So I did that for 17 years. Now the question is, why do you leave Daimler? Uh, that was already 10 years ago. And the only reason was, you know, there was a boss I just didn't want to work for. And then an opportunity came across um, and I moved to Deutsche Bank and at Deutsche Bank I was running uh, the CIO function for the group finance organization so everything which has to do with closing the month and, and uh, regulatory reporting a lot of data warehousing uh, heavy data lifting stuff algorithmics and mathematics for the regulation I did that five and a half years now, having had a lot of change in leadership from London, so, uh, you know, it, it became a little bit strange. And uh, then I got the call if I want to join uh, DB Schenker, which is one of the three big logistics providers in the world. And as it comes, it comes. And I said, look, uh, it's a little bit too bumpy at Deutsche Bank. Uh, and that looks like a real opportunity in logistics. And then I moved to become a board member of D.B. Schenker AG, responsible for IT. And after half a year, I got from the supervisory board the assignment to play the chief digital officer role as well. And since that time, I'm managing this function uh, and uh, guiding um, D.B. Schenker towards uh, the digital future. Yeah, that is uh, quite interesting, especially because, you know, having, let's say, the roles in classical IT and, and, and let's say doing different types of uh, different types of work, especially what you mentioned at Deutsche Bank, you know, and, and having the insight into ultimately three different types of industries, you know, that is, uh, that is actually quite interesting. So, um, and maybe, maybe to kind of, uh, as a starting question, you know, if you, if you come, if you kind of look at your time at these, you know, at these three different stages when, which are like all as well, you know, very big companies and, and, and let's say leaders in their in their um, you know uh, industry how would you kind of you know even though it's a difficult if it's difficult obviously to do but um, let's let's just go for a try here 
how would you summarize kind of your experience and kind of also perspective on how, you know, the, the role of IT changed and also kind of, you know, which is interesting because of you have it right now as well, how this, this digital component basically and this emphasis and importance of, okay, we need to, we need to push digital activities as well in corporates. Like how, how, how did you, how could you kind of summarize that from your perspective? So, so firstly, I think um, it's um, talking about the three different uh, companies I work for. Uh, someone has to really take into account that the culture and the DNA of uh, these companies and industries make a big difference. And the difference, and the difference uh, ultimately uh, uh, defines as well how IT can work and has to work. Now. Having worked in my young years uh, at a very engineering-driven company like Mercedes, uh, you don't feel that when you're in the organization, but when you move, you suddenly feel how much you are an, an engineering thinking, systematic kind of South German engineer, yeah? Which, which, which gives you a way of thinking. When I then moved to Deutsche Bank, which in that time absolutely was a global player in investment banking, uh, and, and quite successful, um, where you think before you arrive, you know, 125 years of banking, you know, that must be totally structured, totally clear. And, and in the end, I must admit, it was the opposite. So it was not clear how you run a project. There was no clear methodology. And then you come with your process, wording process engineering, and you suddenly understand they don't understand you. Now you really need to adapt and, and, and look well, where they are and then you need to try to guide them the way to a more structured and maybe the, 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 the truth is in between, yeah? So you need to find a way to become effective and make a difference. That means the partners you're working with, with you need to understand what you're talking about and you need to, they need to let you guide them to this new future. So banking, especially investment banking was all about speed, speed, speed. It was not about systematically midterm architecture. It was more about how fast you can be, which has uh, upsides, uh, but a lot of downsides um, as well. And then moving to, to Schenko, which is now 148 years old, forwarding company, very successful. You suddenly find out these are rather traders uh, than engineers. Uh, uh, because uh, forwarding is a lot of buying and selling capacity. And again, you need to find your way uh, and, and, and get them to a better place. So in the end, I would say uh, as, a, as a professional CIO, um, you, you can transport from one industry to the other more than 80% of your skill, right? Because how you run projects, how you source, how you do architecture, that's not really different. The speed of the businesses is different and the maturity how IT is run in different industries is much different. Now, if you come to the digital side, uh, you know, as a CIO, for sure you only get listened to if you have your basics under control. Is the infrastructure, is the system stable? Uh, are your environment cyber secure? And then the board colleagues allow you for sure to come up with new business models, driving uh, 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 new uh, chances for new revenues and for sure introducing algorithmics, mathematics um, and deep learning technology. So at Schenker, uh, uh, we really did that and it's really separated the two pieces. It's in all in my, my, my function, but in the end I have three departments who are focusing on digital. Right. Um, let Before we, I think, dive a little bit deeper, deeper there, um, there's a 
really important thing that you said. Um, when I when I kind of looked at um, you know at the things that you were doing at DB Schenker, um, I stumbled upon a video uh, of a, an interview that you gave, and there's um, it, it was basically you know you describing kind of okay how you how you set up basically your digital initiatives, and then how you structured basically your organization in that sense. And there was one very important thing that you said, and that is you know one of the one of the things that you need to take care of in order to actually you know do all these you know, more sexy type of things, if, if you might call them this way, you know, is, is in, in regards to, let's say, digital business models or whatsoever, is that you need to have, let's say, you know, your data quality, right? And that you need that, and as well, the other part, what you just described from a, from a CIO perspective, right? That you need to have your basics, right? You need to have the, the, the fundament and the infrastructure basically, right? And I think that is, that is something that um, is so crucial. And you also mentioned in that, that most organizations haven't solved that yet, you know, because that is still a, a big part. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe let's start off with that, you know, like, um, what is your experience so far? I mean, from, let's say now being already for a while at DB Schenker, like, do you, do you still, let's say, see this as a, like a, as a big challenge in, in, in regards to, I mean, you can have all the algorithms that you want, right. And all the mathematicians that you like, if, if you don't have basically kind of the basis, right. The, the appropriate data, for example, then then you cannot really, let's say, build build new things, right, and not really build digital services. Yeah, look, I, I think that's 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 absolutely true, but there is not an either or, right? So so in the end, in these days, you can't say I don't do any digital because I'm not ready with my basics. So in the end, you have to push both. Uh, what we did in the first three years at Schenker, we we had an IT strategy which was focusing on get the basics right. And that was about harmonizing the infrastructure. We started rolling out Office 365 in the cloud. We start to prepare the wide area network in a more stable and speedy way for Schenker with more than 2,000 physical locations and 76,000 uh, users uh, to make that manageable, centrally management, make it secure um, uh, and make it cheaper. Yeah, So we, get, we generated a lot of savings with this program. So you right source software development into tech centers, nearshore and offshore, our own tech centers. And we use this savings and this money to invest into the future. We moved last year um, all big apps into the cloud. So our central apps are in the cloud now. Our infrastructure, our, our, our clients are fully cloud. And that's why everybody could work from home immediately uh, when the pandemic hit us. So we had in the peak 40,000 people working from home and it was all done. And then you get a lot of credibility. Now in parallel, starting 2016, then we built the digital strategy and we built these departments and we started to build the first data lakes. And yes, uh, in our land area, land transport, which is uh, our biggest uh, business field when it comes to top line and we are the market leader in Europe, it took us more than three years, uh, three months, sorry, three months to cleanse the data from all transport management systems we have, but in the end you have to do it. And then you have to build the interfaces. You have to permanently load the data and you need to get to a data lake, which ultimately enables you to build a pricing mechanism, which we did. And the pricing mechanisms are up and running and, and, and are live. So what I wanna say is in the end, you, you need to do both, yeah? And, and our strategy, uh, second generation of strategy, which we launched in 2019, 
had already the combination. So the first strategy said we need to do more in innovation as IT. That was the first three years. We built the strategy, we launched the departments, and the second phase of the strategy, 19 until end of 21, has clearly three dimension of transformational IT, which is like AI everywhere. It is like generating digital value. And it is about innovating, but still in the core of the IT strategy is stable and cyber secure IT service uh, operation. And you need, you hear it's, it's stable, cyber secure and agile. Yeah. So if you don't touch system, it can be easy to be stable. So, so it is not easy for companies of our size to prepare the data and generate the data quality but you have to start with it and starting with it with a data lake to find out where the issues are and then going back to the source of data and cleansing that there is no alternative than doing that correct yeah that is absolutely true uh, so maybe maybe let's uh, let's dig a little bit deeper into how you set up basically your, your um, you know your digital strategy and, and in regards to the departments and what what are basically the the activities that are being pushed over uh, pushed in there yeah, so, so when we did the strategy in 2016, we really uh, did it from the question, how do the new business model driven by digital components, approaches and technologies, how they, do they threaten our business? That, that was really the thinking uh, model behind that. And in that time, you might remember, there was pretty much the, the business model around uh, uh, digital forwarding. Yeah, the so-called e bottle. There have been startups out there. For me, it was quite simple. It was like online banking for logistics, right? And coming from banking and having done that maybe 15 years ago, uh, already in the banking industry, it was not really rocket science for me to build up a team and say, how do I protect the customer interface? Because the last thing you want to have is somebody in between you and your customer who wants to earn a part, yeah? So because the margins in logistics are so small, you can't afford another layer in between who wants to earn money. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't fly. So with that, we really focused on that. So uh, e-forwarding and marketplace technology, you know, is this classical scalable marketplaces a threat for a business model like DB Schenker? We built that, we call it Connect for Zero, and we have three kind of product lines, Connect for Land, Connect for Ocean, and Connect for Air Freight. And, and so we have built a full-fledged e-transactional uh, uh, platform, which will have this year already 7 million bookings on it. And last uh, the last few months already in the pandemic in land transport, we had 20% of our business coming in digital which was impossible three years ago. And, and uh, I think that shows then the combination of being able to build this technology then combined with the strong brand you have and the customer base, you can be very successful in digital uh, models. And so these days we are not really threatened about uh, uh, digital forwarding technology anymore because we have it and it works. The marketplace technology didn't really pick up yet. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion. Will there be a marketplace for logistics? But because capacity is short and you don't get a really fluent uh, market between demand and supply, the marketplace technology up to now didn't pick up. I still believe it will come in some point, but it will not uh, come that quickly. And the other areas have been uh, ecosystem technologies, which is components, uh, payable APIs, software as a service, 
and autonomous uh, and robotics, which we are focusing on. So that was the set, and that's in the end how we approached it uh, jointly with the business units, uh, um, the, the digital uh, roadmap uh, for DB Schenker. Yeah, that's um, quite quite significant, especially. I mean, you know, probably I assume that you know when you when you started out, you know, pointing out the strategy and let's say you know going into execution mode. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. That that you know you also had to let's say get the the right talent on board, right? So let's say really um, getting getting more people with the let's say with the right skills in regards to maybe data science, maybe more software development on board. Or was yeah. that already the case that 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 you know that it wasn't really let's say necessary? No, absolutely. Uh, in the end, it's all about people. That's true, right? Uh, so it's always easy to be the boss if you have good people. Uh, but your responsibility as the boss is to bring in the good people. And I, you know, I explained to you in the beginning why I moved on from my pre-employers. And it was always because of, of, of the boss. Yeah. And so people are following uh, people. And, and for me, it was quite positively to recognize how many people wanted to join me even into a logistics industry, which they didn't come from. Yeah. So we really, really uh, changed a lot of players. We changed the approach and we really got access uh, to talent. So we built up a tech center in Warsaw, which is near Shaw, was very good for us with agile working with the Polish colleagues, really 250 people are working there. We had already a tech center. My predecessor built up a tech center in China with more than 500 people. And we built another tech center in Delhi in India, which is around 150 people now. So we insourced a lot of technology, but we, we had a kind of nearly 70% of the leadership team. I changed yeah, from externals, people out of my network, people internally, and we built a strong team. And, and, and the key point then is how do you manage the interface with your business units and your partners? And, and we really now move the last two years massively into agile integrated teams. So we really kind of, uh, try to break down all silos and make independent teams responsible for the output. And that really works now. Yeah, we have then we have now more than 20 squads which are working as agile teams, building components, having included the product ownership from the business side in the teams. And that's how we deliver projects like Drive for Schenker, uh, like, like Connect4. Um, and as well, uh, things like our driver app in, in Sweden. So things are really working. They're short time. They are worked uh, out together with the users and they are quickly uh, deployed. So, so it's really, really a totally different way how we do IT and digital than we did it uh, four years ago. Right. So, you know, kind of the next, the next uh, logical step to go here is, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, you know, kind of really, you know, adding new capabilities and, uh, and, and, you know, adding, adding new technology and talent as well, you know, to, to kind of really, you know, transform the existing business, right. And then to really come up to, uh, with new, with new services, you know, that, that are additional basically to, you know, serving the customer, but what is, uh, let's say, uh, what, what is it about kind of, you know, tapping into markets or possibilities where, you know, which are totally new, you know, in the sense of now, let's say with, with all the 
with uh, all the different types of technology and, and, and data being becoming more and more success uh, accessible right um, there's there's uh, different ultimately different types of innovation tools that a, that a corporate can use right from from really let's say incubators to accelerators whatever that is right and um, do you have maybe some some examples where um, you know especially for DB Schenker as, 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 a, as a leader and in that sense um, and in Europe industry leader in that sense in Europe, what are some 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 let's say initiatives or how, how do you approach that basically um, in, in 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 the retrospective uh, of your company? Yeah, so as I as I um, explained to you before, right? So when we started, uh, when I started to became the role as the chief digital officer, in addition uh, to my CIO role uh, in two thousand sixteen. I, I built up three departments. Uh, one department uh, was around digital platforms, yeah? And these are the guys who ultimately built uh, the online banking technology, yeah? So that was absolutely key to us to protect our customer interface. And um, then there was a second team and that was driven mainly because of my banking background, right? Uh, because I was really missing the mathematicians, right? The statisticians, yeah. the, the operating research knowledge, because I had this team at Deutsche Bank for the regulation algorithms. And I was really asking my peers in the board and said, look, where are your mathematicians? And they said, what mathematicians? I said, but your logistics, right? Logistics is all about optimizing. So we need to do that. We need to have that. Um, and uh, we built up a team. Now we have 30 people in that department which are really doing uh, deep learning, operations research, uh, uh, prognosis tools, pricing engines, uh, optimization and routing machines and stuff like that, which is classical, I think, core business of logistics. And the third department is our global innovation management department. And, and the background uh, of that was exactly what you said. How do we manage uh, startup relationships, right? Because if you're a big player, you build uh, be touched by a lot of startups who want to cooperate with you and how do you manage that interaction so up to now I, I really did a post on LinkedIn around that we had thousands of startups which we have in our database um, we really profiled and looked at them how interesting they are we ultimately made uh, a proof of concepts with some of them and some of them a few of them in the end are really becoming productive uh, components and deliver them into our operations worldwide. Yeah, so like AGVs uh, as, as a good example, uh, virtual reality uh, components for training. So this is a small department, it's only 11 people, but they manage startups, they manage the relationship to research institute like the Fraunhofer Institute. We have now more than seven years a cooperation with Fraunhofer where we do really our own innovation lab and we have a real innovation agenda. And I think this is exactly, and we have innovation centers together with customers, like with Cisco, we have in Houston, uh, um, the warehouse of the future lab. And that's how we drive uh, this kind of cooperation with startup. And in the end, my belief is you, you need to really cooperate with these guys. You don't wanna do everything yourself. And, and I think there is a lot of win-win in that, but you have to manage innovation in a systematic way as a corporation like ours, because you know we are global, right? There's a lot of things going on in China. There is a lot of things going up uh, in, in Singapore and you need to be close to that. So you need to have your people around the globe who give you input uh, on innovation topics. 
Yeah, that is um, that is absolutely right. So maybe then, kind of as a you know, in your role as a CIO and then or double role as a CIO and CDO, right? There's obviously also you know a lot of forward thinking in in, in the sense you know where where's where's the industry moving, you know um, what what is what is what what are potential compet uh, uh, competition you know that is you know maybe not classical competition but let's say really coming from from the outside and and. And, and more sense with this disruptive approach. So if you if you look kind of at the at, at you know at the logistics um, domain and and really let's say the business that that um, TV Shanker is and you know what are some of the you know the the the, the key components in regards to you know, maybe you know it's, it's hard to say especially in 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 in, in, in digital you know what is going to be in the next you know um, decades or whatsoever but let's say if we look at the next five to ten years right which is even even you know difficult what what are some of the things that you believe are you know are going to happen in the sense of you know where, where's the industry moving from a technology space yeah i think um firstly let me start this way i think logistics is not a homogeneous kind of thing, right? And it's definitely not plain vanilla uh, products because it's really uh, uh, services. Um, and then if you go product by product, I think you have totally different, uh, let's say, opportunities and challenges. Let's say the most, I don't want to say that, but the most simple could be, um, let's say, trucking, right? So if you take trucking Europe, uh, uh, and in trucking, there is stuff like uh, full truck loads end to end. That means the customer just wants to have a full truck uh, uh, transport from A to B. That's where you see a lot of startups going in there, where you see a lot of software as a service models working, uh, which have their market share, which makes it easier for customers to manage uh, and save process costs and ultimately links uh, uh, um, carriers uh, to shippers. Now, when it comes to the more complex systems, right, you can't do that, right? So we as Schenker, we have more than uh, 420 branches in Europe, and it's quite complex underneath system with a lot of assets to guarantee delivery times, to consolidate uh, shipments and so forth. So there, I would say the, 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 the issue for disruption is low, but nevertheless, you need to digitize massively uh, uh, this, this business that you can live from it because it's a low margin business, right? So you need to optimize routing, you need to fill your trucks, you need to make sure about environmental stuff, CO2. So there is so much stuff you need to take care and you need to innovate, but it's not the risk to be disrupted is, is lower than full truck loads. That's where you have the startups because that's, that's really easy. Now, uh, we do that and what I would say uh, will change the next, let's say the next 10 years is for sure you will get autonomous trucking, right? And autonomous trucking only works if your ecosystem is prepared with data and steering data and algorithm, yeah? Because you need to predict volumes, you need to steer these autonomous trucks in the right way, you need to order the right capacity in the right time at the right place. So you need to prepare your whole enterprise to be a data-driven enterprise. Otherwise, you can't integrate these autonomous trucking possibilities, which will come. Air freight is, is much different, right? If you just think about how the pandemic disrupted the way air freight works, because suddenly you lost two thirds of the capacity in the belly of passenger flights. Now the whole team at Schenko returned, turned around the business, chartered flights to make sure supply chains are running. 
So there at the moment, digital is not the highest priority, is the craftsmanship, is, is making sure you have capacity in the air, you can support your customers, but you will get more co-loading uh, uh, possibilities because it's a very expensive task to charter full airplanes and a lot of mid-sized carriers uh, and forwarders can't do that. So you need to build a totally different ecosystem for air freight. In ocean freight, um, you have only a few kind of carrier uh, conglomerates left, uh, which are interacting with much more forwarders. And in that space, the reliability on the underneath a system of containers is not good enough to be fully digitized. So my point is, you need to push digitization, whatever is possible, mathematics, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, deep learning, via the underneath system is instable and let's say not punctual, you need still craftsmanship all around the globes, in the harbors, uh, on the uh, airports to make a good customer experience. In the end, that's what, what counts. Yeah? What counts, what really counts is customer experience, reliability, damages are not uh, happening on, on the shipments. And, and that's a complex beast. And the last business unit we have around contract logistics, there again, you need to look for your niches. And if you do just e-fulfillment, like online shopping uh, execution, like the Amazons of the world, for sure, there's massive competition uh, from the Chinese companies um, and uh, like the Alibabas and, and from Amazon. But this is not really the business we are in because we are in the B2B business. Now, again, you need to look for automation, robotization, AGVs, predictive software, but you need to find your niches. And I think that's, that's the key for success is find your right niches and then be excellent in what you're doing. Yeah, I think that is absolutely true, especially, you know, when it comes to when it comes to things such as uh, artificial intelligence, you know, it is it is uh, the, the biggest value will, do, will be derived from, let's say, the intersection of a specific domain and the domain knowledge in that and basically the technology. Right. So yeah. um, and, and, you know, it, I, and I think it's that that is, you know, crucial to kind of see, OK, you know, we, we have this technology side and technology is one thing. But the thing is, if you don't know how to apply it to your specific domain and couple of the domain knowledge that you have, which is, you know, which is made up of the, you know, the, the knowledge on the process side, right? The knowledge of the, the industry itself and also kind of, you know, the the context of the data, right? Because that is what 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 the input is, right? And um, yeah. therefore I absolutely agree with you on this. Um, so kind of, you know, moving away from DB Shanker, you know, um, obviously, uh, you know, in your role and, and being in IT already for many, many years, and uh, you're obviously also closely, um, you know, observing what, what is going on, right, in general in the space. And uh, so maybe kind of as a, as a, as a uh, standalone question here, you know, what, what, is, what is something, you know, that, that maybe in this, in this crazy year that we had so far still, but what is, what is something from a technology or uh, space um, which, which, you, which you found to be very impressive? So something that really, let's say, which, which, which you found very impressive. It can be like, a, you know, it can be from a startup, it can be like a move from a corporate, it can be an initiative, it can be what, whatever it is. <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting question because I was part of the uh, German Innovation uh, Awards, the Spark Award from Handelsbank and McKinsey. Uh, and the winner was a, a small startup, which is around 60 people out of Munich, uh, which developed a digital twin for batteries. 
And uh, I found, found it really impressive in that case now that really in Germany, you find experts who are focusing on bat battery technology combined with software, which is a kind of biomechanical uh, uh, enemy. A battery is something really complex and, and really build excellent uh, stuff there to make you know, predictions for the battery, uh, let it live longer, optimizing that key asset of mobility of the future. I, I really found that impressive. They got the award. I was in the jury as well, which I really think makes me very hopeful um, um, for the future as well, um, that German, Germany can innovate uh, as good as others. And we need to for sure accelerate massively. What Honestly, what, we con what concerns me and on the other side is as well then a challenge is what happens in the cybersecurity space, right? So, so it, it is really, really uh, strange how this cybercrime stuff is going up. So Schenker is still uh, in good shape, but uh, already yesterday I heard about attacks in Sweden from Ramsen software and stuff like that. So as a CIO, that's something which gives me definitely sleepless nights because you need to run, run, run because these guys get always, uh, always behind your backs and, and it's so hard and you, you need to invest massive amounts of money and people and intelligence, right? So a lot of stuff you can only do with, uh, uh, with artificial intelligent technology to, to check your logs, what's going on on your platforms. You need to be on it left, right and center. And that's something which I still think a lot of CIOs don't take serious enough. And uh, we, we don't know the figure yet, yeah, how many companies have paid yeah, for, for this cybercrime stuff where the, where the data has been encrypted and ultimately they had to pay otherwise their enterprise protection. Yeah, I, th I think that's a very, very, very big point that you're mentioning. And um, I, I never, like, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing that you or that that you at least are aware of right but which you are not really let's say on a daily base or like on a not on a daily base but on a frequent on a frequent let's say base are kind of um yeah hearing about or whatever and i think that this is a this is exactly what you're saying right because you don't know because you know this is something which is not shared right you exactly don't know how many and, but i can like i can tell you it's real it's real it's massive it's dangerous it's for me completely unacceptable and uh, still um, as a brand like Schenker, you know you're never safe right uh, yeah. but the only thing what you have to do is you have to train your body you have to be sure you did everything you can do to give the, the, the protection the company needs. And, and, and you still are never 100% safe, uh, yeah. but, but doing nothing is not an alternative. And I still think um, that uh, we as the CIO community, we need to even do more, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of maybe as a last topic for, uh, for today, uh, because you mentioned it in, your, in, in the previous one is, um, you know, kind of the, the perspective or the, the the European perspective, you know, that it is really good to see, you know, technology and and, and, and startups kind of being developed and, and like, you know, really positive examples in that sense, right? And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of conversations going around, you know, um, of, of, you know, Europe lagging behind in, 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 in certain in certain areas and, and, and in, in a retrospective to, to China or the US 
you know, and, and both from a technology side, you know, governance side, uh, venture capital side, all, all these different aspects, basically. And um, however, I mean, you know, there's, uh, there's certain industries, obviously, that, that, that Europe is still leading, you know, and still has a chance. And uh, maybe kind of as a last topic here, what is, what is your perspective on that? So how do you, because obviously, you know, you, you have been uh, as well observing this discussion because it, it is very, very open uh, and, and um, you know, especially from a, from a more or less from a critic side. So that, that's my personal feeling. And from all the conversations that I had so far as well, it's, it's always kind of from a, from a critical perspective, right? There's always kind of a finger pointing of like, yeah, you know, is there's not enough happening, there's not enough happening. And it, it kind of feels like a pessimistic view, right? And, and yeah. what is what is your perspective on, on this on this conversation? No, I'm 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 rather a half class full guy in general speaking. Um, I think um, look, I think Germany and Europe, you know, we have to find um, anyway our own way, right? We will not and we don't want to copy the Chinese way, right? I don't think we want that, uh, be, be it data protection, be it the, the, the way people live and, and control the freedom you have. And based on that, we need to find solutions which are kind of in line with our, the way we want to live. So if I, you know, project that to IT, and innovation, I really believe, and I'm a strong believer in open source technologies. I really believe that when we move more and more into open source components, which gives transparency, you can check the code, you know there is nothing behind the curtain, uh, you can build components, you can interact. Um, so, so, so I really think uh, in technology um, that will, will help us to boost the startups, when we start opening up APIs as Schenker, that will enable uh, startups to work with us uh, and to build bigger things. So, so I really believe in that. The same is about data, how do you say, data ownership. I think we will have with blockchain components way where we can make sure that people still own their data and not kind of deal like a product, right? Uh, which uh, a lot of companies do, these big American guys and, and, and the Chinese for sure, they, they know everything about you. And that's what the Germans, just from their pure history, don't, don't want to have. So um, I'm, I'm really uh, as well very positive that uh, now everybody understands software is key, right? Now every big German manufacturer starts building, wants to build their own operating systems. Now having worked in that industry for 17 years, you know, IT was not treated like a key uh, uh, knowledge, right? Which yeah. you really asked yourself why you still don't have IT board members at Mercedes, at Daimler, at Porsche, really. Yeah? So, so why are there not techni techie guys from a software perspective sitting on the table where decisions are made? So there's still something to catch up. But I think Germany will now come with software. Uh, and because software is everywhere and data is everywhere, I still think with our entrepreneurial, mid-sized, uh, uh, let's say, family-based uh, backbone, the so-called German Mittelstand, I really believe we have big chances to catch up now quickly. Uh, in the space of environmental uh, technologies, I think, just think about as well the vertical takeoff and landing like Volocopter, uh, great companies here in South Germany, in Bruchstal, uh, doing great things, kind of global leaders in, in, in electric driven uh, um, um, mobility uh, technology. So, so I'm quite optimistic. I think we need to 
push our kids to take risks, to, to try to become uh, entrepreneurs. We need to work on the universities uh, to, to really do that. Uh, I'm working in Esslingen on the uh, technical university. They have uh, initiatives like Grund ES to help founders to build up. And that's very late compared to the Stanfords of this world, but it was, it's coming, yeah. So, so Jonathan, I, I really believe um, there is more to come. We need to get faster, but I think it's coming because uh, our nature, uh, the way we are growing up just gives us this intrinsic motivation to make a difference. And if we wake that up in the, in the kids, uh, I'm not concerned about the future uh, of Germany and Europe in that case. I think that, Marcus, that is a very good note to, to end this. It was really great having you on the show. Um, thanks for being here and, and, and uh, you know, giving us this insight. Uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you, Jonathan. All the best.